0: we make a podcast about making creativity and why we do what we do as makers and creative i'm your host vincent ferrari and joining me as always my good friend and co-host ethan carter what's up vincent we survived the apocalypse
1: ethan we did and you know what we said that wednesday was gonna be the the next era and it wasn't quite it was about what friday
0: saturday morning friday ish yeah yeah and i am i promise you i will not be talking about the election at all no but i i'm almost kind of glad that nothing that nothing burned down yeah exactly (laughs) let's
1: just we'll we'll leave it at that
0: yes we're happy that that we are still recording the following monday so so this is this is a little bit of a weird episode i'll explain Mm -hmm. what's going on um Ethan and I just finished recording this episode. <laughs> yeah, so now we're going to do the intro. So yeah, so we're doing this all bass backwards, but basically um, we managed to get um, Johnny Lambert. Um, again, he was kind enough to come back and talk to us, and that was really awesome. And he was on a tight schedule. He had to be out in an hour. So we figured, you know what? Instead of doing the usual fluff and fun, we'll just go right to the interview with him. We'll talk to him for a straight hour, and then we'll just add all the other stuff on in post because – You know, there's a very skilled editor that edits this podcast (laughs) and he can handle stuff like that. Exactly. Well and (laughs) And then when he doesn't
1: do it, I take care of it. (laughs) (laughs) It was and it was it was amazing. So I'm I'm super excited to listen back to it. But yeah, uh it was nice to have him back on and you know, it's it's funny, I don't even remember what we talked about the first go around that no one ever heard. So I literally as we were recording I was like, I don't remember anything. I know. I'm sure we about. had the same conversations on some things, but maybe not. I
0: don't know. But it, but both of them are fantastic. So Yep. So we're going to cut to that. We're going to talk to Johnny. We're going to do the sponsor break. Mm-hmm. And then after the sponsor break, we're going to come back and we'll do our video of the week, our thing of the week, and we'll get on up out of here. But first, the one and only, the inimitable <laughs> Johnny Builds. as promised as promised <laughs> we have him back out of the goodness of his heart he has joined us he has deigned us worthy of a second try <laughs> and we shan't screw this one up because oh, if we do not. we're
1: not getting a third try no definitely and i wouldn't i wouldn't ask for a third try
0: <laughs> we have the one and only johnny lambert welcome again johnny <laughs> hey guys thanks for uh thanks for having me again <laughs> it's it's funny. I was
1: thinking about. it, I was like, "What? I don't even remember what questions I asked." So I'm sure I'm going to ask you the same things again, Johnny. This, and this, I hope we story. do
0: because we I had know. a really good conversation. That's why I was so pissed off that that episode got eaten. Yeah, yeah
2: no, I, I agree. It was it was a great conversation, and uh, luckily, I don't remember most of it. So let's let's just have it again. <laughs>
0: All right, sounds good. Well, let's let's start the way we always typically start. Just thinking. You know, thinking ahead a little bit, but let's start with um, who are you so that everyone can know who you are and how did you get started in, uh, in the making community? All right. Uh, I am Johnny
2: Lambert uh, from the YouTube channel and Instagram, uh, Johnny Builds. Uh, I started, gosh, I, th- I think I'm, maybe I just passed it or maybe we're like a week away Yeah, we're like a week away from my third year anniversary on YouTube. Wow. Um,
0: Congratulations. Thanks.
2: Thanks. Um, You know, like I said, I started three years ago. Uh, Before that, I just kind of uh, was making stuff here and there. I didn't grow up as like a woodworker or a maker or anything like that. It was something that kind of came along later in life, Um, you know, from watching YouTube myself, from just kind of, uh, you know... Buying crappy furniture from Target and then getting sick of doing that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I started kind of researching what was out there and and uh, found a book about, um, you know, DIY furniture builds. It happened to be Ben Ueda's book. Um, uh-huh. And then from there, I found his YouTube channel. And then from there, I just went down that YouTube rabbit oh. hole. Yeah. <laughs> and just... Got really into to building stuff. Like that's all I ever wanted to do was just uh, make stuff. You know, I started out with just a real basic um, one of those Ryobi uh, battery powered toolkits in a bag. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had like a circular saw and a couple of drills. Well, did you get that flashlight too that they always throw in? That's really handy. I did, I did, <laughs> and having never once used it when our power <laughs> was out. I was like, wait a minute. I've got this silly little stupid flashlight they throw in that. And I say that very tongue in cheek because that thing is amazing. And I love it. Um, But we ran up to the shop and grabbed that. And that was our main light source for 12 days.
0: So. And somebody, some Ryobi exec is listening to this right now, though, and that's why we put it in the bags. For <laughs> you. <is> why you <laughs> never know
1: why. when it might be a second podcast right after someone has lost power for twelve days, and they'll actually find it useful. Right?
0: I mean, I just on. checked. By the way, November fourteenth, twenty seventeen, was your first video, the uh, standing desk. Oh wow! Yeah. So you're as this drops, we're like a couple of days away from us. That's pretty amazing. That's that's a lot of. That's a lot of longevity to keep a YouTube channel going. It feels like people come and go, um except for a few special select few. So, well, that was kind of like the the thing, you know, when I when
2: I started, I knew from the very get-go. Um I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew from the get-go that I wanted it to be the next thing in my life. I knew that this mm. potentially could be uh, the path beyond my day job and into retirement, and the thing that I do in this next chapter of my life. So I kind of entered it with that sort of mentality, and and just you know I wasn't very good at first. Um, not saying that I'm great now, but my my deal was like, okay, figure out what you did wrong, right. um, learn a new technique, learn a new editing technique, learn a new piece of software like do something every
1: single day that moves the channel forward. Well, see, it, it's fun. Well, two things. So It's funny that you say that because, I mean, that's one of the things we always talk about is not trying to be perfect on the first one, but trying to every time improve, right? Every video improve something, try something new, learn something new. Um, but I'm also interested, and I don't think I knew that necessarily that you went into it with that mindset of this is my, this is going to be the next chapter of my life, which I think is really cool. Like how much do you think that, Contributed to to your success so far. I mean, having that mindset from day one of not just—I mean—I think a lot of us just kind of dabble and and then and then we then we realize oh, there's something here. But n- knowing that from day one, do you think that really helped you kind of grow your channel? I think so. I think so because um, it puts you in the situation
2: where you're willing to do the things that maybe other people wouldn't. Again, not mm-hmm. saying that I'm special, but, you know, when, when, when things get rough and you just want to like throw in the towel, you know, it's like, no, just, just keep pushing, just keep pushing.
1: Yeah. And I'm I'm okay. just
2: kind of a, I'm kind of an all or nothing kind of, um, I have that kind of personality, like just in my life in general, you know, what right. I do for a day job, um, used to be a scuba diver. I mean, I guess I technically still am. I haven't in a while, but you know, swimming in the ocean with sharks. And then I got into running, and like marathons weren't enough. Like I've got to run. Yeah, can we just talk about? Yeah,
1: I was just going to say, can we talk about second? uh, Just pause and say that you did what a hundred mile run over mountains. Yes, that's insane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hell, I I feel so freaking inadequate. But
1: that's the thing, like you
2: know. Before I did all that, I wasn't a person that could do that. Mm -hmm. But incrementally over time, you know, I, I dip my toes into, you know, the running waters. And then from there, you know, I set that first goal. I want to run a half marathon. Well, you know, at first it's really scary, you know, like, how am I going to run 13 miles? That's so far. I've never run that far in my life. And then you do it. And you kind of along the way, create those new normals for what you know that you're capable of. And then mm-hmm. you can, you can stop there and that's fine. You can just kind of be cool with that's, that's kind of, as far as I want to take this thing, you can, you can move that into other endeavors in your life. Or, you know, what I did was I just kept going and going and going, you know, I ran a marathon and then it was like, well, I'm going to try to run five marathons in a year, which I thought was crazy. And then it was like, well, I'm going to run a 50 miler. And then, of course, if you run a 50 miler, you have to run a 100 miler.
1: Right. It's, I mean, only, well, it's like...
2: only double. I mean, it's like- how it... <laughs> Well,
0: you know, it's, it's funny you say- It is funny you say that though, right? Because so to, um, last, year, last year, I did my first 5K. Nice. And when I started training for it um, at the beginning of September- I use couch to 5k because let's be honest, it's the easiest way to really get from zero to 5k. Yeah. And one of the things I figured out very quickly was the improvement is not linear. Mm -hmm. It's exponential. Yes. So you go from you know, Ethan, what you just said is interesting because you said, you know, it's it's double. It is, but it's not. It's your your once you hit a certain point. Then the x, then the improvement you need to go the next level isn't quite as steep as you think it is. Like once you're at fifty, then a hundred. I mean, that's not me saying a hundred is easy, but it's much harder to go from zero to five k than it is to go from fifty to a hundred. You know, because you're I, kind I think of, I think you're hundred percent correct there.
1: Yeah,
2: and 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 that that has correlations in everything yeah. that you do in life, every endeavor that you want to do. You know, when you when you hit a little bit of resistance or when things get hard, you know, you're faced with that decision. Like maybe this
1: isn't the path for me or maybe I double down
2: and, and figure it out.
1: Well, that's exactly what I was just thinking, Johnny. I think it, I mean, to bring it back to making and create uh, content creation, I, I absolutely, I mean, it's, it's true. It's not even my opinion. It's true. It is so much harder to get that first thousand uh, followers on Instagram than Mm -hmm. it is to get, um, to get to, you know, 5,000. Like it really is. I mean, it's my first, first 5,000 is
0: way yeah, harder first than, than the second
1: 500. Exactly. Like, and, and way harder. And part of that's algorithm and stuff like that. But also part of that is just, you figure out, figure out your process and you figure out your, you know, how to, how to put out content and all that. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely, definitely partly algorithms and they're feeding your, you, 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 your stuff to more people, but it's also, you're, you're getting better at what you do. And you don't even realize that, I don't think, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're getting better and you're getting more, um, becoming a more a part of the community. Right. Right. You know, And then within that, you, you develop different resources that you may not have had before. Yeah. So things, things get easier because now you know, if I have this question, I
0: know who to ask or I know what to do or I know where mm. to go. It is interesting how how when your community starts forming around you, you start to realize you always have a guy, and I I mean a guy as in a person. I don't want to offend anyone, but you always end up you have someone you can ask. Like if I wanted to know something about leather, I have at least six people that aren't Ethan (laughs) that I could actually ask. You know, it's like it's amazing, and the more you the more you immerse yourself in the community, the more outlets you have. You know, I got a question. Well, I got twelve people that can answer it. Who do you want to ask? You know, right. well, and I also think you don't end up stuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things, Johnny. I've always appreciated
1: uh, of you, and not that others don't do it, but I, I feel like you do it. Uh, you know, you're one of the best at this. Is giving credit where credit's due. No matter you know size, channel size, Instagram follower size, all of that. Like you've always been well. Definitely for me and I know for like Brandy and people, you're not above giving shout outs for people that give you advice or or answer a question. And vice versa. I think you're always very, very welcome to um, you know, give advice back no matter who you are. So uh, I think that's I think that's a really nice, um, refreshing thing to to see in, in, in this uh community. And and I've always taken a note from, from your openness about that. And and have tried to, you know, relay that same mentality. And so. I I appreciate that. You know, I, I, I think that's a
2: common thing within this community of makers. Um, You know, we have all this knowledge and, Mm -hmm. and we want to share it. So. Right. Almost everyone is approachable, you know, And, and I'm just trying to, to play my part within that. And, you know, I, I love going to other people. It it doesn't matter what your, you know, channel size is that, that, right. Who cares, you know? Um, But if someone has knowledge or insight or, or is doing something
1: really cool, like, you know, those are the people that I want to surround myself with. And acknowledge it, I mean that's a, yeah. right it, it take, and we've said it before it takes two seconds to leave a comment uh for something that you really think is cool, do it, you know, like and it means mm-hmm. the world to people too. That's the other thing too that I think everyone in this community is very appreciative of that as well, so I think
2: I'm so the very, worst I think I'm the worst at leaving
1: comments
2: <laughs> I'm <gotten laughs> so bad at it, I'm just kind of like, I don't know, you know i I feel like I only have so many hours in the day, and it's like. Before I would just watch everyone's YouTube video mm-hmm. all the time, never missed anything.
1: And now I'm like, gosh, I haven't watched that guy's channel or. <laughs> <this person's laughs> channel. I mean, we months We've and- talked about that, Vincent. It's it's hard. I mean, it, it is hard and it's not. It's just as you grow too and your followers grow, it just is that much more. Right. Yeah. So I don't think that's I don't think that's a knock on on anyone. It's, you know, it's, it's more of just there's no way to keep up. Right. Um, But at the same time, when someone reaches out and, and real, you know, a comment is a comment, right. But if someone reaches out with a question or a request or something like that, like I, you know, I've never, I've never reached out to you and not gotten a response. You know what I mean? So there's comments, which is great. And, and I had the same mentality and I still try to do it, but I'm getting worse at it too. But (laughs) to comment on everybody, Uh, watch everybody's you know whatever but it's but then it comes down to when there's an actual question are you responding and i think that's still important so yeah
2: yeah no i i I, I definitely try um not perfect and there's anybody listening if you sent me a message and i didn't (laughs) reply (laughs) yeah another one i'm i do this with everyone in my life Mm -hmm. like i reply to things in my mind without ever typing. <laughs>
1: <it>. <laughs> once I know
2: that I've done that, I'm satisfied. Well, I gave you right, a reply right.
1: and I forget that I never actually typed it out. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with like sticker swaps and stuff like that. Like I know there's people out there that have sent me stickers that I haven't sent them back. And it's not to your point. It's not from me not thinking like purposely not doing it. It's just, I, I, to me, the, I said, yes, I'm going to send you a sticker and I just never did. You know, it's just like one of those, it's easy to kind of forget. So yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: So for, for people that don't know, Johnny, um, I know we talked about this the last time we recorded, mm-hmm. um, what is your day job? Cause I thought it was super interesting. Yeah. That I had no idea what you did. And then when you told me what you did, I was even more interested. So why don't you tell us what you do, um, for the day job?
2: I am a police detective uh, here in Oklahoma City. Um, specifically, I work uh, burglary cases, burglary investigations. You know, when someone breaks into a house and uh, steals stuff.
0: We the reason I was wondering that is because one of the things that always happens on the show and a recurring theme that we've had in the you know almost two years that we've been doing the show is that people that people that find themselves in the maker community almost always start out not making anything and then go i just don't want to be around the day job like it it's it's not so much that they don't like the day job it's that making is like an alternative to that you know it's a way to use people's hands and build a skill and get better at something and kind of be the craftsman that they want to be or that they feel like that little piece of them is missing. Is that how much of that is what involved in you being a maker? And and just real quick too. I think it's the, it's also that
1: like you find it and then that's all you can think about or all you want to do. Right. I mean, that's That's a really common thread as well. So,
2: so that, that's, that's exactly how this all started was, um, you know, throughout my life, you know, I've always had some sort of creative desire And you know, as you as you grow up, you try to find different outlets for it. Um, But for me, I never really found something that really stuck. You know, I wasn't musically inclined. I can't play an instrument. I can't sing. I'm not a very good dancer, unless I have a couple beers in me. Um, Then you're still not a very good dancer. You just (laughs) don't know it. And (laughs) and I just pretend. um, I'm not. I'm not an artist. Like all these things, but. I, I like putting Ikea furniture together. I like building things. I like, I like when there is a list of instructions and I have to follow those instructions and to take that kind of thing that I've always liked to do and to realize like, oh, I can take, you know, this pile of wood and turn it into something like that really, really has satisfied that creative desire that I've always had. And I think once you, you find that, you, you definitely, you don't want to give that up and you just want to continue to foster that. And I, I think there's definitely people out there that are, you know, just true natural artists. Um, but I think the majority of people, and I'm just guessing here uh, based on my own experience and the people that I know, but I think the majority of people, creativity is something that you have to work on. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to do the things you have to be looking at things, um, experimenting and doing things to further that creativity versus, you know, this magical idea popped into my head. Like my my best projects, the things I'm most proud of are I think every single one of them is. Something, an idea that I kind of came up with and then I thought about it for a while, let it marinate, you know, and then it morphs into something completely different, but maybe kind of along the same lines. And when I really take time to sit with those projects, even even if it's not because I'm trying to, you know, it's because maybe I don't have time to make this or I just don't think it's that good of an idea yet or whatever, um, you know, taking that time. To really, really think about something and 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 like iterate it over and over and over, that's when I really feel like you know some of my best work comes. And I think that just speaks to the fact that for most people, creativity is something that you have to foster.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, 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 that's exactly my uh, mentality too. Is that, that people think that creativity is just a born thing that you don't need to like learn or exercise or you know foster and that's totally not the case I mean it's one of those things and I've I've experienced it through you know uh, I was into photography for a while and I and I wasn't you know I wasn't taking great for, uh, for you know I wasn't taking great photographs at first but then as I did it more and more I also started to see things more and more, right? You start to see angles or shots or whatever more and more. Yeah. It's something that grows as you exercise yeah. and you you so learn kind of creativity. the
2: abilities of that camera and what right. you do and what what this lens does and why you would want, you know, this thing, like all the technical things that come along with fostering creativity as well.
1: You know, the well, f- and it's the same thing education. with music too. I mean, people think that, you know, musicians are born. No, you learn an instrument and then you practice that. And you get better as you play more and more, right? It's not something that's a all of a sudden you're a, you know a amazing guitarist. You you learn how to play guitar, right? So.
0: One of the things that's kind of crazy, I'm, I'm. I have your YouTube channel up as we're talking because I like. I like to generally have that in front of me, just kind of because I don't write anything down. Ethan doesn't write anything down. We just kind of have a conversation. So my version of notes about the guest is having their YouTube page up when we're talking to them. <laughs> when we last talked, it was about four months ago. It was just after you had released the video for the impossible origami folding oh, door. Thing. Yeah, and it was it was blowing up then and you ended up as of right now you have 5.4 million views on that video. I mean that is just freaking amazing. Like is it cool? It's got to be cool to go this is like a magnum opus caliber project and it's well appreciated as such. That's got to be a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's awesome. I mean that's
2: you want that with every single project and you know, you learn over time that that's just not going to happen. Um, but uh, going into that build, I knew that it had potential. I right. knew that that could be something that really blew up. I think that about 50% of my videos, and it happens to about 5% of them, but still, <laughs> but I when it does, yeah. not a bad odd. <laughs> I knew that it had potential. So I made sure that... Um, I did everything I could to get the best possible thumbnail picture right? for that. You know, I, mm-hmm. I redid an entire wall, not because I had to, because it would look good for the thumbnail.
1: Well, you, there's know, a smoke,
2: you have a smoke machine. I mean, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a smoke machine in my office. So you can't see my dirty cluttered office, you know, <laughs> smoke and lights kind of billowing in this crazy, whatever is going on behind this door. And I knew that would look cool. Um, but I put a lot of work into just having that part of the video, you know, the first impression, be just really good because I I really think that thumbnail image is yeah, 50% of your video
0: having a good yeah. thumbnail. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean Let, okay. that's something we talked with Erin about last week, also. And she would very much be in that same school of thought where the thumbnail is super duper important. And I always feel like people agonize a little bit too much over their thumbnails, but I'm, I'm starting to, I'm starting to be swayed in the other direction that it really is. It's not just, it's not the most important thing, but it's a really, really, really big thing. Well, you know what it is for me, Vincent?
1: And I I might've said this last week, but for me, like when I get the, I've been working on a video, you know, the project's done. I've been working on a video when I get a thumbnail that I'm excited about all of a sudden I'm energized to get that video out. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. It's like, that's like, all right, that's like the tipping point for me where, all right, I'm happy. I'm like, I I'm ready for this video to be made. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you, do you feel that? And well that, and then also like how many iterations of thumbnails do you usually have Johnny? Cause I know you've, you've been a big proponent of switching them if they, if they don't work. I mean, I've always got two when I, when
2: I start. Okay. Um, but we kind of have a little like pod of, of, uh, guys that we kick back and forth thumbnail ideas and video title ideas. So, you know, I, you know, I, lately I'll go into a project knowing before I start what the thumbnail is going to look like most of the time. You know, that's, that's part of my planning now because I, I realize how important that is. Um, And then you can't always anticipate sometimes how difficult it is to photograph a project or different things, you know, aren't working out for you. Like for me, like the lighting in my shop is awesome. You know, I got, I got some real good LED lights throughout the shop and it's nice and bright in there. But what I'm discovering is that for shooting thumbnails, it's too much. You know, I, I created a bright.
0: That.
2: Yeah, it's too bright. I, I recently built a 12 foot long fake wall that I sheetrocked and and taped and mudded and did all the stuff so I could have, you know, not the the corrugated steel walls in my shop um and i specifically did that for the desk build um knowing that that was going to be a tough one to photograph um and so that was part of that project was i got to oh, okay. i got to build this wall too you know because i'm not going to have anywhere to take a picture of it if i don't um but then i ran into issues once i was taking the picture cuz i was like man it's so so bright in here so there's just there's so much to think about when it comes to that kind of stuff um, but to answer your question, you know, I've I've got multiple angles, um, you know, multiple different ways I can go. I'm thinking of, you know, where that, where is the text gonna be? Do I need a um, you know, like should a should you have text,
1: right? I mean yeah. that's yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm pretty much I used to be in the camp that text was too much, but now I'm I can't imagine putting out a thumbnail that doesn't have text in it. And I don't know why I've changed to that, but it's just where I'm at.
1: Like well, I, think, I don't know. I think it's part of the project too. I mean, yeah. There there's projects that that you can tell the story or what it's about with just a picture, and for those I absolutely don't think text should be there, right? Cuz it then it detracts from the imagery. But if if there's a little question of what it is, even yeah, even with the origami folding door, like the just the fact that you, it has the should this door work <laughs> tells you that it's a door and then that's that's necessary. I think that's huge. So I think it's it's a combination of those of of the project and what you're, and what the image and it's, it, can the image tell the story. Yeah, it's it's extra real
2: estate to not have a cluttered title. To maybe take out some of those Mm -hmm. those words that you want to cram into a real long title because you're like, oh, this project is about this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing, and next thing you know, your your title is you know eighty characters long and (laughs) most of it you can't see unless you stare over it. So um, I, I think now like less is more on those titles and just drop something in that thumbnail that kind of. Gives it a little bit of intrigue, you know, right. like if you've like on that door, I, I'm like, I should ask a question here. Mm-hmm. That makes you want to click on it and, and figure out the
1: answer. Does it work? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly it does. because Yeah. Right now. I, well, I was, I, I watched that video. I was like, I really hope it doesn't work. Cause that would be the best. No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> I got a lot of, I still like. That video is is kind of been spiking here lately so I've I've been getting a bunch of comments um and I'm also building a second version of it like Oh really? Early right now that is what my my project I've been working on is um I as a matter of fact I tore that door down and I threw it in my dumpster <laughs> cuz I'm like What? I'm like what am I going to do with this thing? I I I I can't store it anywhere like it's not going to fit anywhere else. <laughs> I threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's really like your good. project yeah i'm I'm, I'm real good at practicing non-attachment to stuff like that like once Man, you oh, are, that's, good. Now, that's great
0: i'm you moved. are kill your babies guy like the, the, it's it's amazing like i've been i've gotten very attached to that phrase and hearing someone hearing you say that this this video the prod the project from a video that was this big a hit for you is just in a dumpster it's like oh wow that is the <laughs> ultimate example of kill your babies
2: <laughs> you know i'm not i'm not advocating that other people do that and maybe that <laughs> sounds like maybe that makes me sound like a jerk i only did it because i'll talk about it in the video but that wasn't my best iteration of,
0: mm-hmm. of what that mm-hmm.
2: door could right be, um,
1: well and sometimes you need to you need to clean the slate to to yeah. be able to do the next version yeah. like i i made mistakes
2: and, um, this, this next version is hopefully all about correcting those. And, um, uh, you know, I had a lot of people ask if you could build a wooden version and this one's made from three
0: quarter inch plywood. So, wow. What? Yeah. That almost seems, I, I mean, just trying to wrap my head around the structure of this and be, being made out of plywood. And wow. Well, I think okay. that's
1: great though. Uh, I think that, I'll, I mean, that's a way to do a second iteration is to completely yeah. switch up the material. I think yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, the first one was so heavy too. And that's, mm-hmm. that's why, uh, there were some issues with it. Uh, the weight, uh, the fact that the, the doorway, I didn't do a good job or any job of, uh, <laughs> making sure it was square. Um, and it very much was not from the top <laughs> to the bottom. It was over an inch out of square. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I just tried to just power through plus the thing weighs, you know, probably 80 pounds. Um, right, so right. You, you add, you know, all that together and um, you have a door that isn't as smooth as what it could be. So, you know, I've got the new X-Carve and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is a perfect opportunity to use, you know, a precision machine to make something that requires ultimate precision. precision. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so... You know, pulled the door down, threw it in the dumpster, pulled the pulled the two by fours out of the doorway. Um, I made a uh, like a seven foot wedge out of a two by four to get it back to square. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) I did. I'm like, how am I going to do this? I'm like, I'm going to take this two by four and mark a line (laughs) and then cut it on my bandsaw and make the world's biggest shim. (laughs)
0: <laughs> did you, did you, is that going to be, I mean, obviously, you know, the video is obviously in progress, but is that going to be something you're going to include in the video is just oh, yeah. an explanation of why you redid it? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, excited I, for that. I, I start the video by just throwing myself under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Basically it's like, you know, you guys said that, you know, I was going to hate this door that I was just going to leave it open all the time that it was too heavy It'll be amazing to have like the like comments like pop up. Oh, yeah! I I thought about doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But all that,
0: and you were right. So (laughs) exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's can you picture the angry typing guys right now going? See, I told you. That's exactly what I said was going to happen. I know everything. You know, and that's fine.
2: You know, I'm. I'm. There's dumb comments out there, of course, and. I try not to let any of them get under my skin. Um, I'd be lying if I said that some of them, uh, you know, that, that not some of them do. Um, But I can handle criticism and I can handle being wrong. And I, I'll tell you one thing, I'm not a perfectionist at all. And, you know, some people might be like, well, that sounds weird for you to, you know, not strive for perfection. Well, Personally, that's not my thing. Um, there's there's a quote that I love, and it's progress, not perfection. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's kind of how I try to
1: to live my life, really. You know, well, like that's I exactly what I was just thinking. Is like as as you were talking about earlier, it's not about perfection; it's about always improving, right? Correct. And correct. I, and I I believe that as well. I think you know, if no one's ever going to be perfect, right? We're never going to have a perfect project. It's yeah. but it's about how are you learning how are you making it better every time right
2: yeah yeah and 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 sometimes you know i'm
1: like well
2: i can i can cover up this mistake and just move on and no one will ever know and it doesn't bother me where i know mm-hmm. that there are other people out there that they are perfectionists and it's going to bother them knowing that that mistake exists and that's totally fine right. it's totally fine to be like that for me, I'm just not that way. So I think with that first door, I was just like, Hey, it works. It's not the best. It's a cool idea. This is iteration number one. And I knew immediately, I'm like, I'm doing this over, I'm doing it again. And it's going to be much better. Um, And, and like I said, this one is, is done with the, uh, the CNC. So the actual building portion isn't anything near what the, you know, having to weld up that other door. Right. The amount of the, right. Yeah. The the amount of manual labor that came with that, but I'll tell you what, creating that, that, uh, that SketchUp file, and then, um, you know, making it to where, um, you know, cause it's going to have inlaid or inset acrylic panels. Um, and so I had to create like these little uh, rabbits within the uh, panel cutouts. And I had no idea how to do any of that. And even some of my friends that are really good with, with CNC stuff, because I would not class my, classify myself as someone that's really good at CNC stuff. I'm just kind of winging it all the time. But, um, you know, even they didn't really know how to do it. And I I just kind of, you know, over time figured it out. And then I had to, um, I don't know if you guys have used easel or not. Um, I have, yeah. So, you know, where you can like just take a shape and maybe cover something up and then set the cut depth to zero. And then that thing just kind of goes away. Mm -hmm. Well, I had to do that on every single panel, but in these funky shapes and it took hours and hours and hours of sitting, sitting there, manipulating these little shapes and turning them this way and, and creating another one. Like it was so tedious to do.
1: But oh, totally. see, I, I just thought you thought you like you thought about the project and then the robot see, made it.
0: You know right? So I'm making so I'm working on a project for a photographer friend of mine. I'm making a bunch I'm making a set of cucolorises for photographers out there. They're like, Wow, that's a word I never hear outside of photography. Basically what they are, they're these things that um with your studio lights, you put these in front of your studio lights and they create really interesting shadow casts. Okay. And she sent me a couple of pictures and she's like, can you make these? I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. So I'm like, yeah, I, I got Tweaky downstairs. I'll put it on Tweaky and let Tweaky just sit there and cut for an hour. I don't care how long it takes. So I, I, I'm sitting here in carbide create because I don't have, I don't have an X-carve. I have a shape oko. So I'm sitting in carbide create with the pattern and I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, either I have to use the CA glue and tape method and glue all of this board down like Top to bottom, 18 inches by 20 inches, or I have to screw in the corner and put tabs on this. And these shapes are like organic and like they basically look like camo. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot of freaking tabs I have to make. And you start realizing, because one of the knocks that CNC woodworking gets is like, oh, big deal. The robot does all the work. Mm -hmm. To an extent, that's true. The robot does the actual cutting. But anyway, I challenge anyone who thinks it's easy to work with a CNC to just sit in front of the software that you have to use to make the robot do what you want it to do. I would, I would, I would happily take a jigsaw <laughs> and do it versus because
1: I'm not, I am not that, I'm not savvy at that stuff. So yeah,
0: and that's and that's you know, and and when so when you said you know that you know that you had to rotate shapes and flip stuff around, I'm like, yeah, I'm learning that you know, and I always knew that it wasn't you know point and click and it your brain gets translated into um, something, but it is just, it's just—it's eye-opening just how difficult it actually is to just make a simple cut file. Sometimes like, it's like, Oh yeah, I just want to do this. Well, yeah, if I had tools and I could just sit there and just zoom, 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 but sometimes you need the machine to do it. And it's like making the machine think like a human. Well, the machine doesn't think. And if you screw up, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got to think, you got to kind of think everything. I don't think people really appreciate that with the CNC.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's taken me longer to make this version. Like I'm not done. Um, It's taken me longer to do this than to weld up the door. See, that's Um, amazing. Yeah. So, and, and there's, there's various reasons why, and I won't, I won't spoil it just yet. Um, But, you know, it's, it's a brand new machine. It's the X-Car Pro. Um, Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing machine. This, I'm not trying to turn this into a commercial for the X-Car Pro, but, Holy cow,
1: it does look pretty awesome,
2: man, yeah. is a game changer for me personally, because I've never used like a, you know, a real deal, um, CNC that can just get after it. You know, the X carve and the shape Go and machines like that, you know, those are hobbyist machines and your, your, your cut speeds are, are pretty slow. You know, it's like, oh, this carve is going to take five hours and <laughs> that 5 hour carve takes 13
0: minutes on the X-Car Pro wow i mean it just it, it just it's a it's a beast it's amazing that weeks apart inventables and carbide both released pro versions of their machines which oh, wow. it was like wow it's just the the, the the what's happening in the small hobby space i mean when i start when i got my shapeoko i was looking at machines i was looking at the shark HD5 and that machine was like the HD5 extended, and that machine was like five grand. And I was like, I there's no way I could justify five grand right now. There's just no way. So that's how I ended up with the Shape Shapeoko, and I I optioned it. I got every option for it. I'm very very happy with it. But every time I look at these new machines, I'm like, damn, I just missed it. <laughs> like I, I came I came so close. Yeah. It's exciting I,
1: I, though. I mean.
2: I can't remember what the the Xcar Pros pre-sale price is, but it's like it's a lot of money. Like it's over six thousand dollars. But yeah, having the machine in my shop, I can't like stress enough how crazy good of a deal that is if that's something right. that you can get the value back out of. Right. Right. If no, if, right. If it's not for everyone. The capital to invest in a machine like that. And you've got plans for it, then you will make that money back. It's oh yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I always tell people that with the Glowforge also. You know, I bought my Glowforge go knowing that I would make the money back on that very quickly. Yeah. And in six months I made it back. So I was like, this is not a it's it's a big nut to crack. I'm not gonna sit here and go, bah, you just buy one. I get it. I totally get it. But if you plan it out carefully- Right, you you still have to have the plan, right? Yeah, you can't just buy the machine and go, okay, now what, (laughs) right? I bought the machine going, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And I did enough of this, 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 and this where the machine paid for itself. It's like, it's not paid for. You know, a year and a half of, a year and a half early on the financing that I paid for. So I'm cool with that, you know? But yeah, that's that is a. I'm looking at it right now. By the way, the four by four machine, which is the one you have, is seven grand to get in the door. Wow.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, but that's a, but I mean, if you can produce it out, I mean, well, in uh, I don't know what uh, machine April Wil- uh, Wilkerson has. What, well, she
0: has the same one Al has, the Laguna
1: Swift. Laguna Swift, but uh, but she, I mean, she's been brilliant about that. She's been making mm-hmm. templates. She's mm-hmm. been outsourcing. You know, she's basically a manufacturer for s- some yep. small makers now. And I guarantee she's made that money back in like no time. So it's all about having a business plan and a use for it, um, that versus the money,
0: right? It's, well, that, this is a good question. This is a good question. So, um, Johnny, aside from the content creation, like you said, you wanted to retire with the, you know, in some form or another, you know, making is your future thing, Mm -hmm. um, at what point do you see it happening? Like, do you see maybe selling stuff or is it going to be content creation? Like, what, where in the makerspace do you see, you know, the next 20, 30 years for you? Do you see right, yourself when, when you're, like, when he's done with the day Yeah. Job? When you're done with the day job, like, what, what is, how is the makers, the maker thing going to pay for it? Is it going to be through content creation or are you going to look into, starting to produce products or doing customs like what what do you see as your future well i i i
2: definitely don't see myself still making youtube videos in 20 years and even even <laughs> 10 years you know who knows um you know if if i if i had to guess in 10 years i doubt i'm going to be making you know 20 videos a year i just i just can't imagine wanting to continue to do that that long. So, I mean, I've, this is something I've actually me and my girlfriend have been discussing a lot here lately. Um, and I don't want to give too much away cause it's very much in its infancy as far as the mm-hmm. things that I'm looking at. But I, I would say within a year, um, I'll have a new business venture up and running. Um, right. that is, it's definitely maker centric, and it will be selling things, um, but, cool. but um, it's it's a whole new endeavor that requires uh, quite a bit of investment and planning. And I mean, this is the thing where I've got to come up with a business model and and awesome. and talk to maybe uh, one or two other people that are that are wanting to go in as partners. But I see it as as the the next chapter um, beyond you know, YouTube, YouTube is, is the bridge, um, and, and content creation is, is the bridge to, you know, take me out of, you know, I'm, I'm retiring in, in less than two years now. Um, I can't believe
1: that. I feel like the first time I heard about your day job, it was like five years away and now we're like two years away. That's amazing. Yeah.
2: So, you know, the, but now I'll tell you why <laughs> the pressure is on, you know, I, yeah, right, now, <laughs>
1: right
2: now it's, it's easy. And I don't, um, I don't do a ton of sponsorships. Um, if, if anyone watches my videos regularly, they'll, they'll probably have noticed that there, there hasn't been an ad read in a while. Um, and I like that, you know, I, right. I, I enjoy not I, I mean that'll happen again. I'm not saying that I'm I'm swearing off ad reads because they'll definitely come back. Um, but I, I like not having to do them right now and not having mm-hmm. to add you know an extra minute to my video talking about something that really doesn't belong in the oh, video.
1: People are just gonna fast forward. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um. You know the the money's nice, but uh, I'm right now I'm able to just kind of rely on some longer term deals. And, you know, my, my day job, but, you know, I, I want to be able to, in two years, I want to walk away and retire from the police department with, without it being stupid. You know, I don't, I don't want to leave if, if I'm, if I'm making a mistake. Um, And I'm, I'm, I'm sort of cautious in that regard. I'm not. Probably all the things that I do that where I take risk and kind of leap out there, um, financially is not one of them. I'm just not that kind of person where I'm just like, oh, right. you know, just just hope it all works out, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. And and I'm you know I'm thinking about myself and and Katie and and my daughter and and you know like like right. that that future, you know what what is in store for, for them. You know, I don't want, I don't want Katie to have to keep working her day job. If I get to leave my day job, she should get to leave her day job too. So um, all that is to say that, um, you know, I'm kind of in the early stages of planning some uh, what I think are some exciting future uh, business ventures. Um, But it's definitely not something I want to like say out loud
1: to everyone right. just yet. Breaking news. No, I'm just
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, yeah, just like, it's awesome. Yeah. I, intrigue, I'm intrigued. I love a little
1: intrigue. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you do, Johnny, maybe we'll come back for a third episode and you can announce it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully it'll be by choice, not out of necessity. <laughs> <laughs> so the question, the other question I wanted to ask, you know, because as we were doing the last episode, you were, we were, the murder hornet was, we discussed it, but <laughs> you hadn't released the video, so we were talking about it obviously off air. Now we can talk about it because both videos have come out. Do you have any crazy, bonkers? this could kill you type projects coming up or is, was this the end of that for a little while? You
2: know, for some reason, you know, that first that, that ax video did really well. Um, but often my weapon builds don't do so well. And it it makes sense. You know, I'm, I'm trying to go from building a DIY couch to this is how you make a knife. And that's, that's kind of a, a left turn, but it's also something that I enjoy. So, um, again, something that I was literally just thinking about and sketching today, uh, my next knife build. Um, I, I think I'm because I really enjoy the process and I want to get better at it. And I don't want to give that up just because um, it doesn't
1: do well. Right? Correct.
2: Like I want to I want to stick with it. Um, and I have a lot of those tools now and I've invested in that and it would be kind of silly just to be like, well, you know, YouTube doesn't like it, so I'm just going to give it up. Like I enjoy it and it's it's very gratifying and, and satisfying to me. So um, my goal moving forward is to make at least one knife a year and do a video on it. And if it doesn't do well, who cares? You know, I want to I want to, you know, increase that. Um, I want to increase my knowledge in that area. As a matter of fact, um, I, I had totally forgotten I did this, but I signed up for this, uh, beginner blacksmithing course months and months and months ago. And then oh, really? last week out of the blue, I got this email and they're like, Hey, we'll see you next Saturday. <laughs> I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> so, uh, this coming Saturday, I got to get up at like 4am and drive almost three hours uh, to Muldrow, Oklahoma and, uh, take a beginner blacksmith course. And I'm super pumped, even though I probably won't do a whole lot of blacksmithing on my channel. I just, I enjoy it. You want to do it. I want to, I want to learn. I want to at least get good enough to where I can do a little bit of something, incorporate a little bit of something into a project or, or just maybe that's a hobby. You know, maybe I can separate part of making as a hobby and just do it on
1: the side i don't know I, well, I, I, th- I think that's i think that's something actually really important to think about for people in our space is that we we get into it because we're doing things that are our, our hobby or that we really are passionate about doing and then it kind of becomes the thing that we do i mean i my myself included i did started leather working and Uh, It was just it was another thing I wanted to learn. But then it kind of took off. And now that's kind of what I'm known for. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to do leather, you know, I want to do something else. And I think it's really important to know that you can still have hobbies, even making, you know, while making things that don't have to be you, you're on your channel, or even if they are, they don't have to be the most successful things, right? Like I, I it's important I, to if, still be gratified, right? I think if I watch one of your videos and you
2: didn't try to sneak some uh, leather working in there, I'd probably hit that unsubscribe button.
1: <laughs> exactly, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no. But no, but it's but it's funny though. I mean that it, you fall into these traps where you think, yeah. like to your point, I want to do, I want to make a knife, and but I, I know that that's not going to get the views that. Uh, you know, that something else will. So I'm going to do the other thing. And that's I I think that's that can be where burnout happens. And those types of things happen because you have to do the things that you are passionate about and that you're excited about. And, you know, to your point, it's like, all right, you don't have to do them all the time. You have to balance that. And maybe you'll do one of those things a year, but you still have to do that once a year.
0: There's a, there's a close tangent to that actually, because there's also the idea that just because you're good at doing something, you have to must positively turn it into a side hustle, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's not always necessarily a thing either. Like sometimes a side hustle is, you know, the thing you need to do with your hobby and great, but sometimes a hobby is just a hobby, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's okay to, it's okay to follow a passion project just because it's a passion project, not because you need to turn it into your next business venture.
1: Well, and, and, and Johnny, I'm like, I'm sure you're the same. The, isn't it nice sometimes when you do something and you don't film it? Right. Oh my God. That is the best thing in the
0: world. Right. <laughs> right it's <laughs> amazing. Now.
1: So happy. <laughs> right.
0: I feel like that's, I feel like I'm lucky that way. Cause I don't really have, I'm, I don't have the YouTube presence that y'all have. So for me, it's like the, the, the filming is tangential stuff in my stories really where I get my, my jollies is taking the beauty shots after the project, Mm -hmm. but the project doesn't get delayed by me storying because that's usually at the end of the day on Saturday, at the end of the day on Sunday. And then usually like Monday morning or Tuesday morning, it's beauty shots of what I did over the weekend. And I'm perfectly fine with that, but I totally understand where if you're in the, if you're in the YouTube space, it's got to be the biggest drag in the world. Like I made a couple of YouTube videos and I'm not even that interested in continuing to ever make YouTube videos because it's like, I want to get this done in a reasonable amount of time. Like I want to get this done in a weekend. I just set moving the camera around is just the biggest time suck. Move the camera, set up lights so that you don't get weird shadows. It's like just that alone. Yeah. all the other stuff, it goes both ways too.
1: I mean, I, I, I... Absolutely, truly do love making videos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But but there's that balance of like when you aren't doing that and you're just absolutely you're just making. It's like oh my gosh, I'm I'm like it's like (laughs) two thirds as fast as when I'm trying to film everything. Right?
0: Oh yeah. Like like isn't it nice when you? Isn't it nice to just like recline back and like yeah, I'm gonna work on some leather stuff today for me. Right.
2: (laughs) For me. Yeah. I, am I'm kind of the same way. Um, you know, I, I enjoy making the videos. I really do. Um, where I really kind of, uh, shoot myself in the foot is when things aren't going well in the shop and I need to figure something out. A lot of that iterating and problem solving is done off camera and, I keep telling myself like, no, these are those valuable moments that you really need to be filming. But at the same time, I'm also dealing with, you know, the frustration of this is going wrong and I need to figure this out so I can move forward. But then I don't know It's that's, that's really tough and it's something that I've identified that I need to force myself, turn on the camera, set up the shot, put on your microphone, Talk about it. Talk about what you're doing in that moment. Show that process because that's – I think that's what, like, people really want to see.
1: It's so funny that you say that, Johnny, because honestly – so, my last couple of videos, I've started to do kind of, like, some, you know, headshots. So, there, it's not in the moment like that necessarily, but, but mo- like, on camera where I'm talking about either problem solving or things I need to figure out or whatever – Mm -hmm. And, and I got that from, from uh, you and Mike Clifford. Like I, 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 cause I mean, you do do some of that for sure, where you're talking about the design or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I like that. And I've started to do that. And I think I've gotten like really good reaction to that. I think to your point, I think people really want to see your thought process or your problem solving. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I agree with that. And I think you do do some of that already, whether you realize that or not, but I, I, but I hear you. I think. Yeah, it's, but it's hard. You're right. It's hard. Like what I'm doing is not when I'm in the heat of a frustrating moment. That's really hard. Yeah. but Like growing, growing a
2: business on YouTube is all about connecting with your audience. Right. Right. And how do you connect with your audience better than when they Mm -hmm. can relate to you whenever things aren't going well, or you're, you're willing to show your mistakes like that is those are, or that those you don't are,
1: have a plan, you don't have the absolute plan going in. Like yeah. you're figuring it out, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Those, those are, those are moments to to show and to connect with your audience. Um, and that's I, I say that because that's something I'm continually, t- you know, trying to remind myself because those, <laughs> that really is the hardest time for me to want to have the camera on.
1: <laughs> right, right. You know? Well, it's human nature, right? It's like, uh, I, I don't know everything, and now I have to. I admit that I don't. Right. I mean, yeah, well that, or I'm like,
2: I need to go to this side of my shop and get this tool. And I want to try this thing real quick and maybe this will work and no, that didn't work. Let me try this. Like I'm just in that, like, right. Quick, or
1: or am I going like, to go in the corner and scream for a little bit?
2: You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: In the corner and shrieking. <laughs> There's the title. There's a title. <laughs> in the corner and shrieking. There's a super a tribute of,
2: of you in the corner. Screaming.
0: <laughs> so we're, we're coming up on the one hour that we promised we wouldn't keep you past. So I just have any, I just have one last question that I feel like, you know, might help some people getting started out because you have built yourself quite a following 377,000 people on YouTube. That is a huge number. Um, what would you? What advice would you give to someone who's kind of feeling the the slog? Right, we always talk about. I'm, I'm podcasting. You know, the, the the general rule of thumb is if you make it 20 episodes, then momentum will just generally carry you, and you'll keep going. It's hard to get through those first 20 because basically for the first 10, you're not talking to anyone. So, what is what what advice would you give to people that are? trying out or wanting to be, you know, wanting to do the YouTube thing, but they're they're really feeling the, Oh, I'm doing this. I'm shouting in an empty room and nobody's listening.
2: You know, it, it's a couple of things. Um, content creation is an ass kicker and the way it's kind of like baseball, you know, those, those, a really good batter, what misses seven times out of 10, right? Mm -hmm. content creation is, is the same way. So you have to kind of, not, not for everyone. There's some people that just come out and just kill it every single video. (laughs) That's that's awesome. Um, But for a lot of people, you know, you have to be okay with, you know, getting your butt kicked and, and, you know, working really hard and spending weeks on something and time and money and resources and, You know, you create a thing, a video, a project, a thumbnail that you're like, holy crap, this is amazing. This could be the one I'm going to put it out there and it does crickets nothing. And you don't understand why. And no matter what you do, everybody's like, no, it was great. Your video is good. Like YouTube is going to do that to you and you have to, you have to have that desire to push past those moments. And I think the biggest thing, and I I mentioned earlier, um, even when things aren't going well, try to do something every single day, no matter what it is, try to do something every single day that moves your channel or your Instagram or whatever your, your content forward, you know, whether it's, you know, design, whether it's learning a new technique whether it's getting better at running your camera, purchasing you know some new equipment, um, learning you know oh my camera can do this thing, um, I'm gonna learn Fusion 360. Uh, I'm gonna watch a bunch of videos from this one channel that I really like and pay attention to how this person does this particular thing and then try to get better at doing that. Um, there's just so many things that don't have to be. Like a big life changing moment that you can get, you know, just a little bit better each day. And if you mm-hmm. do that and you try to stay focused on that, then I think in the long run, you'll have, you'll, you'll stay positive about what right. you're doing, you know, and that keeps
1: you engaged.
2: Yeah. It's, it's important to stay positive and, and just keep, keep working at it, you know, if, if, if you, put something out there in the world and the world doesn't care. Then if you really want it, if you really want that to be your thing, do it again. And maybe they don't care again and then do it again. And then, you know, build that community around you, talk to other people, you know, let other people look at your, your video or whatever you're, you're putting out there, you know, accept feedback um, and just try to get
0: better. I love I think it. That's, yeah. I think that I think that's awesome advice because I think yeah. that's and and sh- when you hear it from someone who's had a lot of success in a space, it it just carries that much more weight. So that's the kind of advice that you can't buy; you have to get it through experience. And really appreciate you sharing that with uh, with our audience. That was really cool, um, Johnny. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh,
2: my YouTube channel, Johnny Builds. My Instagram, Johnny Builds. My website. Johnny dash builds. <laughs> Does that bother you? Be honest. It you, it know, you a little bit. Who out there has johnny
1: Like seriously,
0: <laughs> what are you doing
1: with it? It's <laughs> nothing. I'm gonna start a GoFundMe
0: page to yeah. buy them out. Yeah. And without the H, I mean it's like, what are the chances? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome uh, man. Thank you thank yeah, you so thank you much you so for much joining Johnny. us. And thank you for giving us a second shot at actually getting a recording with you. <laughs> no, it's
2: it's my pleasure guys. Seriously, um no worries about the first one. And I was totally happy to do it again. You guys really good conversation and I
0: really enjoy being on with you guys. Uh, thanks thanks you, so man. much. And we will t- hopefully get to talk to you again sometime in the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe when your next when your next big thing comes, you know, we, we know a good place to promote stuff, so yeah. there you go. You guys He's know how to get of a hold of me anytime, anytime you want to chat. Let me know. Awesome. Awesome. The one and only Johnny builds everybody. <laughs> if your home is feeling a little bit drab and uninspired, maybe it just needs a touch of art. Creative Ward Gallery is run by friend of the show, Marion Ward, who does Bob Ross inspired landscapes in acrylic and oil. And will even do custom commissions to suit your mood or decor. Check her out at Instagram.com slash creative ward gallery. And if you mention you heard about her on because we make, She'll ship your piece for free in the United States. What are you waiting for? Dress up your home today. And we are back. That
1: was great. (laughs) That was amazing. That was, you know, we had such a great conversation the first time with Johnny. And I I know I'm speaking for both of us when we were mortified that we weren't able to put it out. But... You know the 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 upside is that we got to do it again, and I think I honestly think that the second version was better than the first.
0: Well, I'm 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 gonna have a little bit of a confession. I'm gonna have a little bit of a confession. I wasn't as familiar with Johnny's work when we did the first recording four months ago. So since then, I've you know taken some time. Mm -hmm. Like I know we're gonna have him back on eventually, so I really (laughs) need to really just get to know what he does. And what's funny is that we barely talked about his work it was really yeah it's the kind of conversation i love to have like where we talk mostly about the person and not about project 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 so
1: for sure And, and can we just again i i mean not to you know not to stroke his ego but what a nice guy to be able to do it again after we recorded probably like an hour and a half it was two
0: hours by the way oh, that two recording. hours two okay. hours two hours yeah.
1: we lost the entire episode and then he agreed to come back. Thank you, Johnny. that was yeah
0: super and nice, I'm also guy. I'm also really glad and I'm just you know just putting this out there. I'm really glad we we waited about four months to have him back, yeah because the 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 fear I had was that we would have him on right again. And it would just be us stumbling over ourselves, trying to grab everything that we tried to do that. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to reset. We're going to do an episode as if we hadn't done that one. And you know, it it was kind of cool. And what was was great was, what was really fun was that the origami door video went from, this is going to be big to 5.4 million. Like I was so happy for him. Like, and he's such a cool guy. And, he owes us nothing and yet he right. still gave us so much of his time and I'm I am, but I am I mean, very that's, grateful. That's
1: Johnny. I mean, that's that's who he is and that's, you know, that's awesome.
0: Yep. So, we're going to do um our video of the week, which mm-hmm. not going to lie, not going to lie wasn't as easy as it typically is. Yeah. Um but we both, you know, our, you know, Mr. Carter over here, he's uh he's a very perceptive young lad and he nailed this one. He's like, "What about?" and I'm like, "Oh, of, okay. course. of course <laughs> like this, yeah sometimes i forget what you know i know we record on mondays and sometimes i forget the videos i watched but mm-hmm. not this time because as soon as he says like yes that's the video of the week the video of the week this week is someone who is actually on this show oddly enough and no well one? and i think
1: his video is some of his former videos have probably been video of the week before too. i think
0: we did have him as video yeah. of the week like yeah twice yeah probably once, I believe, didn't we have him and I could be wrong, but didn't we have him as video of the week while he was on the show? Or did we not? Maybe do that that, it, that sounds totally possible. realistic, yeah. Video of the week this week is our good friend Michael Alm, because he did a video called Making My Own Light Fixtures with Pattern Plywood and Brass. It is a twenty three minute masterpiece <laughs> yeah, of a YouTube exactly. video. Yeah. Um
1: it's it's got so many things that aesthetically i i love so mm-hmm. selfishly that's part of it but because i love i mean i love the pattern plywood i wish i had that kind of precision in my work i don't um but i love that he has embraced that and has gone into that but i also really as most people do know that like uh that follow me on instagram or on youtube i love like the combination of brass and wood i think it's a really nice combination. So. This video just like did all of that and it it changed it like he's done so many pattern plywood projects, but this one had a different feel for me. I don't know why do you like. So the
0: reason that you feel differently about this one and I can, I can tell you exactly what it is because I felt the same way. The reason you feel different about this one is because this isn't just a beautiful art piece. Okay. This, there is a certain, the pattern plywood is not front and center on this. It's an accent to uh, something okay, else. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's what I love about how he did this is that the there's more brass and traditional plywood than there is patterned plywood. Right. And, so it's like an accent. Yeah. It's an enhancement to yeah, something enhancement, that was already yes. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I, I I love I love when people do stuff like this because I mean I know Michael Michael does a lot of great stuff. Michael's done some amazing stuff over the years, but he's kind of become known as the pattern plywood guy I know that I may probably bugs him a little bit because well, he's, we he's talked an artist. about on the
1: like on earlier like yeah it's it's hard to like be
0: uh, pigeonholed into something right. Right? right right and he I I know that this is he doesn't want to be the pattern plywood guy but it's such a versatile thing and right. he's enjoying doing the stuff so much that it's just, he's, he's so kind of rolling it. Right. he's really good at it right and I like that this was a step back from that. This is like, hey, look, I can still make some really cool stuff that isn't just pattern plywood carved, pattern plywood shaped, pattern plywood panels, pattern plywood. I see what you're saying though. It's it's not about like it's not
1: about the pattern plywood. Right. It's about there's more brass on it than patterned plywood. Yeah, all right. So it's the piece. It's the that has an accent of pattern plywood. Mm-hmm. It's okay. there's a I totally the pattern it. plywood
0: yep. is more of um more of a, in it's more in context yeah. than front and center. And okay, that's exactly that's exactly what I was struggling with. You're absolutely right. There you, there yeah. you go. I, I, I'm I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> but no, I really do. Yeah. I I what I love about it. I love the interesting shape that he picked. Mm-hmm. I love that he hand carved it all. I you know I love that he picked stuff from Colorcord which is actually one of my favorite companies also so seeing him using their stuff is like oh okay so I apparently have good taste I love when somebody <laughs> I really like uses a product I use because then it's like oh okay I must be doing something right yeah. yeah exactly I have good taste too right, right This is a fantastic video and I do like that he sought out the help of an expert mm-hmm. on the um, on the lamp bits and it just it was just a classic video and probably one of his best so
1: yep i think i think he said right did i already say this i think he said that this is one of his favorites which i also really appreciate when someone acknowledges that they're super proud of something
0: i i feel like and i'm 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 gonna just totally agree with you on that and i'm just gonna tell you something that really pisses me off is when makers won't give themselves credit for making something awesome Mm -hmm. like you you make the you paint the Sistine Chapel with Q-tips and you go, it's all right.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, no, exactly. Like you? <laughs> hey,
0: I know. I mean, there's something to be said for modesty,
1: and I and I definitely, it's okay to swing it a little bit. It's okay yeah. to swing it a little bit. Yeah, it's but when okay. you're proud of something, be proud of it. Be like, proud of it. I, th- I think that's what it is. It's it's don't be don't be arrogant. Don't be you know obnoxious. But if you're mm-hmm. proud of
0: something, be proud of it. You know. I feel I do feel like we're almost afraid to be considered yeah. arrogant. Yeah. Like uh, sometimes I'll post something on on Instagram. Particular, okay. So I'll give you a good example. That purple heart cutting board mm-hmm. with the with the bevels and the oh, chamfers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like so proud of that board. I posted so many in progress pictures of that thing, and when I was done, I was like, did I did I brag a little bit too much? Like you start to get that feeling, right, you know. Like, right. did I make? But you know what? Screw it. I am really proud of that board.
1: <laughs> right. No, it's nothing. There's nothing wrong with being proud of your work. And anyone that
0: has any qualms about that, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's it. I got. Um, I I feel like I feel like everyone, everyone. If you make something you're proud of, you should tell the world you're proud of it because there's not enough people, especially in our space, that are just out there going, "I like what I do." Like, right. Not just I like what you. It's nice that everyone is like, look, someone will give a compliment much mm-hmm. more easily than they'll say I'm proud of something. You know, I yeah, I'll look at your stuff and I'll be like, dude, that's amazing. And I'll put my stuff and go, I made a cutting board. Right, your cutting board is pretty awesome. Well, your leather stuff is pretty awesome. Okay, cool. We're all awesome. Yay. We're all awesome. Right. <laughs> no, absolutely. And it,
1: listen, I'm I'm I I do not like bragging. And, and and I'm not saying that that's what this is. Mm-hmm. It, well, it isn't actually. Like it's not. It's 100 percent isn't bragging. I think that's the distinction. And but that's a hard. But that's a hard distinction for for a lot of us. It's not. You're not bragging. You're just being happy with what you produced or what you made. Like you that's proud. Really,
0: you could be proud of something and yeah. say you're proud of something, and there's not negative. Right. There exactly. Doesn't have to be a negative feeling about it. Right. Exactly. And, Especially when it's something this freaking cool, <laughs> so, right? well, yeah, Exactly. <laughs> so Michael, Michael Alm, yet again. It's yeah. almost like it's almost becoming old hat. It's like, oh, what's the next Michael Alm video? Because so that I can know just we make well, question that. We were like, uh, we've had him so many times, but you know, if it's deserved, well, it's deserved. So. Hey, everyone else, just uh, step up your game a little bit. Yeah, and maybe exactly. you'll get in there. <laughs> get in there with ourselves Michael. included, right? <laughs> I'm not. Dude, I no. <laughs> no. But yeah, so we'll have the link to that obviously in the show notes. It's a it's a classic video. Yeah. Awesome. Um I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my thing of the week first. Right. Because my thing of the week is kind of sad, actually. <laughs> uh-huh. Saturday night. So I ordered some stuff on Amazon. And you know how Amazon, if you get it on your prime day, they give you like a dollar fifty digital mm-hmm. credit. So I ordered something and I had it shipped on Prime Day instead of, um, instead of normal day. So I was, they were like, oh, Mr. Ferrari, here you go. Here's $1.50 that doesn't actually buy anything on its own in our rental or whatever digital store, but feel free to use it. So I'm going through movies to watch Saturday night and I saw that Bohemian Rhapsody <clears throat> was on Amazon Prime and I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it, which is ridiculous because I am a massive queen. I love oh, yeah. Queen. Queen is, queen is one of my favorite bands yep. ever. Great. And I, by the way, anyone who dares tell me Freddie Mercury's not the best <laughs> front man in history, that's not an opinion. That's a fact. And if you disagree with me, you're just wrong. Okay. Anyway, so I got this movie and I'm just going to tell you that Bohemian Rhapsody is my new favorite movie of all time. Like I, I it was a literal, it was. I know people use the phrase perfect movie a lot. There is nothing about that movie that could be better. Nothing. It is a perfect, perfect, perfect movie. I I enjoyed it start to finish. I enjoyed everything about it. I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the vibe. I enjoyed that they tackled the crappy parts of Freddy's life. Yep. And I like how they didn't show him in decline after live aid. Right. Like all of it, everything about it it was tastefully done. It was tactfully done. It was just a brilliant, brilliant movie. And I think it's because Taylor and may were involved in the making Mm -hmm. of this movie and it was handled exactly how it should be. And every movie about a musical band group singer should be modeled after this one for all eternity because it's a perfect movie. Yeah.
1: So, uh I, I you told me that before we got on and mm-hmm. I have not seen it, but Queen is one of my favorite bands as well. I Yeah, so I'm super super excited because that's exactly what I I had hoped that this vid uh this movie would be. So I'm super excited that you actually have, like, put into words what I wish this video, uh,
0: this movie would be. If you're a Queen fan. Right. This is everything you hope it would be. Right, right, exactly. And then some. Right. Like, you get all the feels. It's so well done. I, I... uh oh, all right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not watching got, it tomorrow. Vincent. Oh, you should. You absolutely should. I got I'm getting goosebumps talking about this movie now. That's how good it is. It's oh. really that good.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah.
0: So. Totally check it out. One of the reasons to check this movie out <laughs> is a young lad called Mark Martel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you've never heard of Mark Martell, it's M-A-R-C, M-A-R-T-E-L. It's you definitely need to look him up on YouTube. The dude has figured out Freddie Mercury. You have like this is like a double, double thing of the week, and I love it. It's it's because as soon as we started watching the movie, I started thinking about Mark Martell because right. I was turned on to him like two or three years ago by Anthony Cumia, and I was like, oh this guy is like i only remember anthony cumia does an audio show and i was listening to this mm-hmm. and all i'm hearing is is mark Martel singing i'm not actually seeing him and you literally feel like you're listening to like um a bootleg right. performance right. of freddie mercury right it's freaky how good he is yeah. so you definitely need to check it out um his his most popular video is a cover of Bohemian Rhapsody, of course, and it's got forty three point four million views. I li- I literally just
1: listened to it without watching it, and it it was
0: Freddie Mercury. Right? It's creepy. It's, it's it, cre- it is. It's creepy. a little
1: creepy. It's like it's almost l-
0: too close. So yeah. I've watched. I I got down a rabbit hole a while ago on YouTube of vocal coaches critiquing performances. And there was um, one guy who was just obsessing over people trying to do Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm -hmm. And he did Mark Martell. And he's like, I don't understand. He figured it out. Freddie. so Freddie had a weird tooth structure. I know in the movie they said he has an extra set of incisors. I don't know if that's what it was. But he has extra teeth. And that gave him a wider mouth. And it allowed him to produce sounds that a human mouth can't normally produce. And it was just funny seeing this vocal coach looking at mark martell going he's mimicking something that is physiologically impossible with his voice (laughs) it's like right it's great stuff so definitely check out mark martell if you haven't already if you're a queen fan you're definitely going to dig it and if you do check him out definitely let me know because i'm curious to see if you think he's as amazing as i do and that's going to do it for my thing of the week Ethan Carter, your thing of the week, sir. Oh, I feel like my thing of the week is so lame now. But um, but it's also not
1: going to be a surprise for anyone that has listened to
0: our <laughs> podcast for
1: a while. Uh, but my thing of the week is I finally, finally set up and made my first cut on my Raycon bandsaw.
0: Uh yes, Zygezunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's
1: a big moment for me, Vincent. Um it's huge. It's huge. No, but uh I knew I would love a bandsaw. I don't think I knew I would love it this much. I, I've never had a tool or a saw that I turned on for the first time and put a piece of wood through and felt so comfortable and like confident as I did with this saw. It was amazing. So yeah. So I so the rycon 10 inch, uh Deluxe, whatever.
0: Was the 10 325 the same as mine? Uh, yeah, 10
1: yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that one. It's amazing. It like and bandsaws are amazing. It, it's such a, a different experience from a scroll saw. And we talked about this before we got on, Vincent, but this I I got a scroll saw and it was exactly what I feared. It was like the blade is like going up and down and it's like kind of jerking things around and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And the bandsaw is super smooth. Like it's just because it's just going downward and pulling the material like down. It's it's
0: super controllable. It's like really mm-hmm. really nice. It's super super cool. So FYI, it's the ten three oh five. By the way, the ten three twenty five is a fourteen inch one. Neither one of us have the room no, for that in our no, shops. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, definitely
1: not. I've got the ten inch for sure.
0: Um, but
1: yeah, it's so I'm super excited about it. I still I've made like a couple cuts on it, so I still have a lot to learn. Um, I think the the blade is a little bent, so I'm gonna replace the blade. But I love it already. It's it's opened up so many things. Um, and especially with winter coming when I don't have the table saw, I know that bandsaw is not going to replace the table saw, but it does open up like projects and ideas for me and I'm super excited about it. And yeah, I just, I'm, I'm mad that I did not do it earlier, but I'm super excited
0: that I have it you're gonna running now. Lo- you're gonna absolutely love it. I've yeah. not had I've except for one bent blade, which was my own stupid fault. And that's the one thing I will say that you know, I, there was a bit of a learning curve because it mm-hmm. is a bandsaw. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say that the one thing I wasn't doing right was I was running the guide way too high, which mm-hmm. is a common thing. Like you watch YouTube videos and you watch some of these guys, and it's just like the full height, fully open. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't do that. Like right. you're not supposed to do it. And I did that and I bent a blade, but I got my blades. I was telling Ethan this, I got my blades from Slowblade.com. Mm-hmm. and I know that they're not forest blades or one of these high end blades, but I just will say this much. I got four blades from them. I bent one cause I'm an idiot. The second one is still in my bandsaw, saw right. over a year later yep. and it still cuts like the day I got it. Like so butter. yeah. And what's nice is that, you know, they have everything or they'll custom make it. So if they mm-hmm. don't have the tooth count and width that you want, they will do it for you. So, this bandsaw has chugged through thing like it went through a maple cutting board to cut it into the shape of a polar bear. So, wow. yeah, <laughs> I'm just so if it could do that, it could do anything. Yeah, I honestly,
1: I honestly think I could do more intricate work with the bandsaw than I could with my scroll saw.
0: You probably could because yeah. it's a hell of a lot more stable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually, my scroll saw is in hand in the hands of the wonderful Jerry Hyduke now. So, yeah i i gave it to him because it was like you know what it's just sitting here and i'm not using it somebody else can make better use of it yeah so yeah yeah so uh, that i am i was funny because ethan set up the bandsaw and he did it on his monday night story (laughs) the night that ashley was supposed to be on right (laughs) and it never it never happened nope it never happened, so Ethan didn't get to tell everyone two weeks ago that he got this set up. But... Well, I actually, but I didn't actually do my first cut until this weekend. So mm. I am so happy. I'm so happy that it's finally uh, set up. Here. I do think it's going to change your life.
1: No, it, it. I I believe that as well. I think it's one of those tools that is going to actually change what I can make.
0: Totally. And yeah. by the way, for those of you wondering what band, what bandsaw we're talking about, this is the one that David Petuto. Yep. As mm-hmm. that he recommended to bob that bob went and bought yep no that's um, that's the reason i got it yeah. well, not, well that's the first reason i got it like i, I saw it on his channel so mm-hmm. same here when he said when he did a he did a shop tour once mm-hmm. He's like this is my little bandsaw i'll never replace this bandsaw i'm like right. okay good that's the little bandsaw i'm gonna buy then yep. although i got it at a price no one will ever get it for again <laughs> like so I got it. The reason I bought it, I didn't even need it when I bought it. I bought it because Rikon was about to raise their prices.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, well, since they were about to raise their prices, they were doing a sale. Well, they were doing a kind of a warning at Woodcraft. It's like, hey, you know, we have it for this price, but we're not going to have it at this price forever. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, I really need to buy this. If like if I want this, I need to buy it. Now's the time. It was $200. Oh.
1: <laughs> it's like okay, I'll I really, I pe- really
0: want to break the clean tag right now and swear <laughs> at you, but I'm not gonna. It was two hundred dollars. It's still, it's never been lower than I think two forty nine is the new price now. I don't think it's been cheaper than that. Even like I get the Woodcraft thing in the mail, and I mm-hmm. see it all the time. It's never cheaper than two forty nine. Right, so. right. But it's worth it. I mean, if you're looking for one of the, I know you it's can get way that nine better. inch I mean, OB thing at Home Depot, than, but
1: yeah. Don't get that. <laughs> no, honestly. I mean, honestly, it's a phenomenal tool. Like, yep. yep. Out, out yep. of the box, too. That's the other thing is I took it out of the box, hooked it up, and it's running. I mean, it's amazing. So
0: isn't it crazy, by the way, that, that out of the box, that that tool works better than a lot of tools yep. do? Yep. Like after you after you've had them for a while and adjusted mm-hmm. them and tweaked them, This one, literally, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like, I could how am I going to set up a band slot? It's not something I'm capable of doing. And I took it out of the box, turned it on, and guess what? It worked perfectly. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) Cool. So that's going to be Ethan's thing of the week, and we will obviously have that in the show notes. So I think that's going to do it for this week, bud. I know it's a... A little weird. We're a little bit out of order, a little bit out of sorts, but I think we, I think we're going to make it work. Uh, I think it was great. I, th-
1: uh, our episode. I mean, our time with Johnny was amazing. It was a super good conversation.
0: So perfectly fantastic, as I always like to say. Yeah, so totally. We'll have his links obviously in the show notes. If you're not already following Johnny Bills, I mean, come on, how many times do right. we have to mention the guy for you to start I feel following? Like I gotta him? talk about him every episode, so you know. Oh, also Bruce Ulrich, Dave Swiduck, and Jason Stapleton. So now we've got <laughs> all of them in there mentioned. <laughs> They don't, We don't have to talk about them. We just have to mention them. So. You know. I, by the way, I came. Just funny. Fun fact. Before we punch out, I actually came real close when he was talking about. Um, when he was talking about uh, progress, not perfection. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Jason Stapleton says is that human beings always seek increase. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like mm-hmm. it's like oh damn, I want to I want to say Jason Stapleton said that when I can't squeeze <laughs> it in, it's like nope. I'm just gonna let it go. I'm gonna I'm let not, a I'm reference refrain, go for yeah. once. <laughs> So. That's going to do it for this week, everybody. We are going to, uh, next week, we do have a guest, a very special guest, and we're very much looking forward to talking to her, and we're probably going to announce the next challenge next week. Oh, yeah. This way, people have enough time to actually, I didn't realize, by the way, what month it was. I was like, oh, I we know. really yeah, do have to let actually people know what's coming. Yeah. So, next week, be ready, the next challenge, because, you know, y'all love the Enlighten Us challenge so much, so... We're going to make you hate us a little bit, which is going to be fun. <laughs> we're going to announce that next week with our guest. So hopefully our guest is able to come on <laughs> because otherwise we're going to spend the whole episode talking about it and reading our reviews, which we could do that. Yeah. It's our okay. show. Yeah. <laughs> Until then, have a great week, everybody. Keep the reviews coming. Keep uh, sharing the show. We really do appreciate it. Every little bit helps and it helps us to keep doing this for you. And if you like us, that's the best thing in the world is more us. No bragging, no ego. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody.